Hello and welcome to N of One, where a multi-viewed perspective on health is brought to light for anyone who wants to help change the world one fraction at a time by helping themselves first. And remember, this is intended for educational purposes only, and any change in your diet, exercise, supplements, or medication needs to be assessed by that prescribing licensed physician. Um, so today, we're going to continue on our path into the digestive system, and this episode is called Journey After the Stomach, episode five, right? So we discussed beforehand the importance of chewing and where the food goes um, after it gets chewed up really, really well down into the stomach and how the process, process of digestion will occur, starting with our mouth and then going down into our stomach where we discussed before about um, the importance of stomach acid. And before we continue on the journey after the stomach, we're just gonna review a little bit more about why the stomach is important and why I'm emphasizing it so much. <clears throat> so besides the um, chewing portion, which we wanna get to where it's um, almost liquid going into our stomach, um, we want to provide the stomach with as much ease as possible in order to give it the best chance of digesting all of its food or all the food that we consume. So when we talk about the certain types of food, we're talking about the uh, protein, fats, the carbohydrates, minerals, and bacteria that comes along with it. Because everything we touch and everything that we have inside our body, outside our body, on our food, the things that we consume, all have different types of bacteria on them. And we're going to be discussing the pH or the acidity of the stomach and why that is important. Because there's approximately 80 million people in the United States that suffer from what is called GERD. It's G-E-R-D. It stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. And so this is a chronic condition where um, many, which 80, 80, approximately 80 million Americans have where they have chronic heartburn, chronic acid reflux. And for many of these individuals that have GERD or chronic acid reflux, a lot of people will end up turning to some type of Tums or some type of antacid in order to help decrease the symptoms. And so we typically think about this issue with acid reflux as a problem with our stomach being too acidic. But it's very important to realize that the symptoms that we have with acid reflux is actually because our acid is not strong enough. It's not acidic enough. And the reason why is because as we swallow food, it goes down our esophagus and it goes into our stomach. There are, there's a set of muscles that separate the esophagus from the stomach. And this particular muscle is called the lower esophageal sphincter. So the sphincter is just going to be the muscles that are going to be tightened so that there is, it's pretty much a valve. The valve is going to be closed and strong enough so that um, when food is churning, in our stomach because our stomach is a muscle and um, it will be um, the organ that, that will be churning our food and breaking it down with the um, stomach acid inside. And as it's churning, as it's moving and um, helping break down our food, um, 
if our lower esophageal sphincter, that valve, is not closed tight enough, we get symptoms of acid reflux. We have this burning sensation in our chest. So, if our, uh, as we chew food um, and we swallow it, not only does it need to be tight, uh, that lower esophageal sphincter, um, does it have to be tight enough to keep it closed, but as we swallow food, it has to be able to relax and it has to be able to tighten up in order to seal off the esophagus from the stomach. When the acid in the stomach is too basic, it means that there's not enough hydrogen, so the pH is high, that lower esophageal sphincter actually is left partially open, and therefore, if that valve is open while the stomach is churning, it's trying to do its best to digest the food that was just consumed, the acid actually will spill up into the esophagus and you'll get that burning sensation. And when you take Tums or some type of antacid, it lowers the, um, it makes the stomach acid more basic and that is the temporary relief of symptoms that you end up feeling. But like with many Americans, um, and there's also, you know, just as a side note, there's many types of aggravating factors that come into play with acid reflux. So, um, and actually, I'm going to take even one step back from this. So, especially if you listen to the first few episodes of this podcast, um, and you got an introduction to why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I'm trying to present the information to you, we already know that there's a multitude of things that are going on in the body. And I'm trying to help discuss some of the basic things that are going on and occurring in the body in order for you to have a better idea of what is happening. And as we go through these episodes, you're going to get an even better understanding and we're going to get go even deeper to what is happening so that you can understand even more. Um, that's only going to happen if we have this foundation. So hopefully you can stick with me and um, keep learning and have a solid foundation in order to move forward. So we in the last episode, we talked about you know, heartburn, burping, all these different types of symptoms that people can have um, that suggest that our stomach acid is not acidic enough or there is not enough stomach acid in order to, um, in order to digest our food. So you have to think about it. Heartburn, we just talked about the valve not closing if our stomach acid isn't acidic enough. And burping, why... You have to like imagine all the different types of rea like chemical reactions that are going on as our food is being broken. And if there is a mixture of food going on while the valve is either partially, op uh, partially open or not closed enough, that gas is going to be able to seep through and we're obviously going to burp. Obviously, the type of pressure that occurs during different types of chemical reactions and the actual physical movement of the stomach it's itself there's a, a few things that can be going on and give an indication to that the stomach acid is either too basic, it's not acidic enough, or uh, we don't have enough stomach acid in order to digest our food. So that is one key component that I want to emphasize. And what's even more crazy, fun fact for today's episode, is that it takes approximately 1,500 calories for our body to produce enough stomach acid 
each day. 1,500 calories. That is a lot of calories that our body is spending in order to produce the correct amount of stomach acid or the, the best job it can do in order for it to for have the ability to get all of its supplies. So all the protein, the fats, the carbohydrates, the minerals, and the bacteria going on um, during our um, during the process of digestion. So that is very important. What are some other things that can affect our stomach acid? Um, one thing is being tired, sleep deprived. Um, there are certain chronic conditions that make it harder um, in order to produce the correct amount and the um, acidic, uh, the best acidity uh, that our stomach can be at in order to digest food. And being depre depressed and sad or having some type of emotional component. The whole reason why and what all these have in common is that they play along with our nervous system. And we have many experiences, especially if you are, um, if you reflect on some of the events that have happened in your life, you know that when you have been sleep deprived, when you've been sad, um, a typical response for many humans and many individuals, especially in the United States, is that you don't get hungry. You're like, no, I'm not really hungry. I'm not going to really eat right now. Your, your body will take... Um, your body can only distribute whatever energy it has in certain areas of your body at one time. So you being tired, uh, sleep deprived, stressed out, having certain chronic conditions, being having depression or having feelings of chronic um, um, unhappiness, those are that all comes into play with how our body can digest food. So that's just one little small, portion that I want to bring up so that you can help make a connection in your life to know that there 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 was a you know there it makes sense what we were what you have been going through or what um, what you are going through makes sense and that it's all connected and you're not just you know the reason you know the reason why now so I also want to emphasize that chewing your food well um, will end up making your stomach acid more acidic it's going to be help making the uh, help the stomach make more stomach acid and it's going to make it easier for for food to digest better like overall so and it's also you know having making it easier it's also going to make it uh, easier for to digest the food and the pathogens more effectively so that's very very important it do, it's going to be doing all three so if there's one thing that you can do to control how your physiology responds, especially with digestion, it's going to be the manner in which you chew your food. So if there's nothing else that you could do for yourself um, or if you want to experiment with, chewing your food properly, consistently, is going to be one major thing that you can do for yourself um, right here, right now, after learning these facts. And... Um, many people actually have asked me since the last, po last podcast is, well, how do we know? Like, how can we test it? Like, how do we really know what the um, what our stomach acid is doing? So I'm just going to refer back to like the heartburn and the burping and that type of like indigestion. Those are signs that our stomach acid isn't acidic enough and it's not. There's not enough of it um, already. One um, manner in which you can actually test it. 
uh, and this is what lots of people will do, is that they will use um, hydrochloric acid with pepsin as a test to see how much acidity can you give your stomach and you see how um, it responds after you consume food and you add, you gradually end up adding more and more hydrochloric acid pills with uh, pepsin in it to see how your body reacts until you get a warm tingly sensation sometimes it can be heartburn um, and you figure out how much how many pills you end up needing to take in order to figure out where your stomach uh, acid is. So it's a very, it's a, it's a test that it's more of like a, a trial and error to kind of give yourself a better idea of where it is. Um, so that's one manner in which you could test it at home. And I actually can uh, provide some links and some instructions to the manner in which people do that test. Uh, but I just want to give the opportunity now to provide some type of idea of, well, if I do have these symptoms and I want to test it out, you know, what can, um, what could be done to kind of give a test. So that's just one thing I wanted to uh, provide for you guys. And the next portion is going to be after the stomach. And we're going to see how the body and all the organs are going to be tag teaming in order to break down food, the fats, the carbs, and the protein. Um, and so the next portion after the stomach, it's going to be the duodenum. And the duodenum is one is the first portion of your small intestine. So it goes esophagus, stomach, and duodenum. And that's part of your small intestine. And on that very portion after your stomach, there just how there was like a valve, that lower esophageal sphincter that um, was separating the esophagus from the stomach, there is another sphincter called your pyloric sphincter that separates or closes, it's you know a muscle that's contracted and that keeps a separation between the stomach and the small intestine or the first part of the duodenum. And the, the first next organ that I want to discuss is the liver. And the liver, oh man, we would have to do a whole nother series about what the liver does, and it is quite amazing. Whether or not you, we want to discuss the effects of alcohol, uh, detoxification, the manner in which proteins are made, cholesterol. I mean, there our liver does so much, and we want to be able to take care of it. And one manner in which we can take care of it is by creating the proper pH, and ease digestion as well as we can from the mouth, through the esophagus, in the stomach, and then now into the small intestine. So as you can see, and you can probably have guessed, I'm trying to help show you that if we can prep our bodies with the best strategy possible from the beginning, we can affect our stomach, we can affect our liver, and then we will be able to affect other organs down the road. So one portion that I want to discuss, especially with the liver, is bile. So our bile is going to be coming from and stored in um, our gallbladder. So it's connected. We have our liver. It's going to be connected. There's pretty much going to be a tube coming down, and um, the bile is stored in the gallbladder. And as food enters, the it should be very acidic food from our stomach 
going into our small intestine as the acidity goes into our stomach and when it's acidic at a, a particular point that is an indication for our bile or for the um, for the gallbladder to secrete bile into the small intestine in order to break down fats and when it's going to actually bring that bile is actually going to bring the pH to even and now it's going to be basic so before these the contents in the stomach were acidic it goes through the pyloric sphincter and when it gets into the small intestine it's going to end up going from uh, acidic to basic because of the bile and there's a whole reason why that it needs to do that but it's switching from being acidic and now it's going to start breaking down fats with the bile from you know produced um, from our liver stored in the gallbladder and secreted into the small intestine so that's one huge portion that I want to emphasize is that the preparation from the stomach is going to give the necessary tools and set the stage for how the liver is going to react. So now I can say it in the opposite way. If we don't have acidic enough food to trigger the liver, it's not going to react the same way and the manner in which we are going to break down fats is not going to be the same as well. So I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna table pretty much liver right there, and we're gonna move on a little bit further down the road, which is like right next to it, um, I should say, it's um, more correct to say that, is your pancreas. And your pancreas does a, f a, f a few things. Um, and it's very important in the, in the role of digestion and especially with regulation of blood sugar. Um, and uh, it's a, there are hormones that are secreted uh, from the pancreas itself. One of them is insulin, which is the uh, regulatory portion of blood sugar. So if we kind of go back into the stomach, we have the breakdown of proteins, mainly, mainly proteins in our stomach, the contents that are first moving in from the stomach into the uh, small intestine, we're going to have breakdown of fats with the bile there, and then our pancreas is going to be in, um, is going to be secreting insulin in order for those carbohydrates to be properly stored in our cells. So as you can see, even just discussing our mouth, our esophagus, stomach, liver, and pancreas, they're, they're pretty much tag-teaming to break down this food, like I said before. So this is the main portion and the, and the part that I want to get, um, get to today in order for um, the audience to have a better idea of where, where we set the stage with our stomach acid and how well we chew our food will you know affect our other organs and how they respond. And so through the next um, episode, we will be um, discussing even further down the track of where our food goes and how um, and what reactions will be occurring there and how we know whether or not um, on the back end, um, how do we know whether or not our food is properly being digested or not, and the, the signs and symptoms to indigestion uh, later on. So I hope you guys learned a lot today. 
please like before uh, I was getting really good feedback if you guys have any questions uh, give me a message on Instagram at Jack Asoto Rex that's J-A-C-K-A-S-O-T-A-R-E-X Jack Soda Rex um, and you can send me a message or you can like you can subscribe and if you did learn something today or you feel that um, a loved one can you know benefit from this type of uh, basic content in order for them to help take control uh, of their lives and understand more about how our bodies work in order to better themselves please share and, and please you know you know share it with them and um, I hope you guys learn a lot and uh, please give me feedback when you can. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will see you guys next time. All right, end of one, signing out.